This is the Patriots Post Game Show, presented by Cyber Reason. Brady drops back with a play fake. He's pressured. He's wrapped up. He's sacked. Matt Judon has another for the Patriots back in the 28th. Turn that man loose. The Patriots Post Game Show, presented by Cyber Reason, with Hardy, Mike Dassault, and Paul Perillo, is your source for all the news and information following every Patriots game. Shot the staff to Mac Jones. Fires to the end zone. Caught at the goal line. It's a touchdown it. yeah. for Hunter Henry as the Patriots add to their lead. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500. Or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. I hope y'all keep that same energy for tonight, baby. Can't wait. <laughs> Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. Slipping yeah. and sliding, he was like a cat. Pop, pop, yeah. bang. And that puts a bow on the uh, Patriots season as they lose today in Buffalo. Very, very entertaining game, I got to say. Um, yeah. Welcome into the Patriots postgame show presented by Cyber Reason. 35-23, your final from Buffalo today, where the Patriots fall to the Bills um, at after it looked like uh, the Bills might uh, might win this thing 150 to nothing. Uh, the opening <laughs> kickoff return for a touchdown, um, and it just looked like all the emotion was going to be swinging in Buffalo's favor. It was a back and forth game to to a certain extent. Yeah. You know, Patriots. It's a terrific game. Yeah, yeah. Bat- absolutely. Patri- I mean, certainly back and forth in terms of momentum. The Patriots had the had the lead for a, a brief amount of time, but uh, it was still enough to keep you engaged and keep you compelled. And um, uh, can't wait to hear what you Deuce, you <laughs> Paul, and everyone else has to say about it and um, w- where this puts them for thinking about the Patriots beyond this season. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, there's plenty to, to, to digest. I'd just like to say I thought that they, you know, fought pretty hard. Considering the circumstances, I thought, um, you know, they, they put in a good effort. I, I, I mean, obviously there are, are holes in that right from the get-go. There were, there were some problems. But overall, I thought it wasn't perfect. But I thought that they went out with a, with a good effort at least. And, you know, just something they can at least say, hey, we went in there and, 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 and gave it our all, I guess. They were, they were just, you know, I think they went down with some characteristic mistakes of the season. And I think that kind of puts everything into context now of 2022. And, and uh, like you said, we can kind of put a little bit of a bow on things now. But, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I would echo a lot of what Mike just said. Uh, I, I, You know, this is one of those, you know, we've talked after some of these games in the post game, like, you know, every once in a while the media gets it right. You know, it, it unfolded a lot the way a lot of us said it would. I don't think there's too many people that got this one right, um, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of the way the game unfolded. Um, I thought the Patriots went to Buffalo, and what I liked about what they did was it wasn't the same old, same old. They did some different things yeah. today. Um, I thought on both sides of the ball. I don't think – I think there'll be a lot of focus on the two kickoff returns, and rightly so. There were two enormous plays in the game. But I, I just thought it was a, a reasonably well-played game until the end when you're sort of forced to have to try to you know, push the ball and make some plays under pressure, and, and they, they made a couple of mistakes. But I give the Patriots offense. I, I thought it was as functional as they've looked offensively since the Minnesota game. Yeah, you know, I I thought you know Mac was comfortable for a good portion of the game. Thought they did a lot of things well, just not enough. They just weren't. They're not. They're just not as good as Buffalo. And I, and I think they, what I talked about before the game in terms of I'm not sure that this is an automatic. No way you're beating Buffalo today. And I said, well, sometimes those things work against you. 
I think you saw a lot of those things that worked against Buffalo today. They did not look focused at times. They were running around, especially in the first half. I thought they looked out of out of sync, out of place defensively. Guys were pointing at each other, banging into each other pre-snap. Um, it looked like they got some of that stuff settled down after that. But um, again, I'll say it, you know, and I'll leave it to you, Hardy, to give your thoughts. I thought that was as functional offensively as they've looked in a long time. Yeah. Thanksgiving night. Absolutely. And as functional and as good as it was, Thanksgiving uh, ended up in a loss. This ends up in a loss. So as good as your offense can look, and um, A, none of us are going to sit here and say they look good for all four quarters. And B, as good as it looks, it's not enough to beat a good team. So that's you know that's where you're left right now in terms of the way the game played out and what people would have predicted. You could imagine a Buffalo Bills fan saying a couple of days ago, "Yeah, I just want to say that for uh, Demar, what's uh, what, I don't know why they're speaking like they're from Boston." <laughs> I was going to uh, say, "Why exactly are uh, they from Southie?" <laughs> okay, like, yeah, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just do a I'll do a non-regional accent, uh, which is no accent. Yeah, I think for uh, Demar, what's uh, going to happen is. Uh, uh, Naheem Hines uh, going to get the ball and run it back for a touchdown to uh, start the game to kind of honor him. I was like, that's ridiculous. That's understandably going to be a big part of this NFL weekend, the way the game started, the way Hamlin was honored. And then the second touchdown, oh, my God, it's electric. They're doing this. We, from a Patriots perspective, will look at this as another failing of the team this year, specifically special teams. Yeah, It's a great story. The real story, no offense to our Hamlin, no offense Naheem Hines, is the fact that you are woefully ill-equipped and ill-prepared for some of these very basic parts of a football game, whether it's offensively or special teams or having an actual offensive coordinator leading your offense. There's some fundamental deficiencies in this football team that were put on display today, and thankfully, luckily for you, they will be overshadowed by the heroic nature and storyline of the Buffalo Bills winning one for their teammate today. But from a Patriots viewpoint, oh no, that's terrible special teams play again. Yeah, And that is, if you, if you want to just do simple math, that's what cost you the game. I push back on that by saying, oh, my God, they don't allow those two uh, touchdowns, and, you know, they win this game. No, because that assumes that the Bills right. don't score on those drives both of at your, all. Yeah, both of your points are accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's inexcusable that you allowed two kickoff returns for touchdowns. It's also, you know, ridiculous to suggest that Buffalo wouldn't have gotten any points on those two possessions that they never had. Now, I thought the Patriots' defense did a lot of good things today. A lot of good that You know, I, I said to you, Mike, Early on, it looked like they were, were really doing a job consistently making Allen pull the ball down. You know, must have been flooding zones with, with multiple bodies in coverage and, um, you know, consistently made him go to a second and third read. However, they also, you know, really methodically marched the ball up and down the field at times in this game. And they end up with like 340 yards of offense. You know, because they didn't get the ball twice, they had two touchdowns. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's not like that yardage total is indicative of what they did. Um, so I, I think Hardy's right. I, I think that more than likely on one of those possessions, the Bills likely come away with points at, at yeah. least. Um, they only punted three times. 
Yeah. You know, win the game. Hey, three, three's better than none, though. Same as the last game. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right? (laughs) They punted three times in that that, that Thursday night game as well. Yeah. I mean, I think the kickoff return thing is huge. um, Inexcusable. Do you remember we were talking about it last week in the press box? I felt like it was me, you, and Evan. And Evan was saying something that you're like, I'm just like absolutely beside myself every time they kick the ball off because it feels like a matter of time before, you know, they're given a bad field position already. And it feels like they're going to break one sooner or later. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, we, t- we talk so much about special teams and we joke about, like, you know, the Patriots, oh, well, they try to invest more in special teams. It's for so long been something that Patriots fans have believed, like, this is something that we do better than other teams. Like, we invest in our special teams and we, we can win the game when it comes down to the third phase. I just think that's one of the more, more disappointing things was just that, you know, I mean, I don't want to say that they lost the game because of that, um, but I just think they really had, no, I don't want to say no chance, but they, they, their chances were severely, severely hampered by those huge plays. I mean, two kickoff returns in a must-win game, just it just can't happen. All right. Uh, before we take your calls and emails here, Web Radio at Pat's, uh, excuse me, yeah. Yeah. Web Radio at Patriots.com. <laughs> that's right. How long have we been doing this? Uh, also, uh, 855-PATS-500 if you want to call in. But first, let me take a selfie. No. Now it's time for the good. Pretty good. It's pretty, pretty, pretty good. The bad. Hey, what happened? And the injured. Ah. Ah. You are a gay. Good, the bad, and the injured brought to you by the good players, the bad players, and the injured players in the uh, 35-23 Lost to the Bills in Buffalo today. We begin with uh, you, Paul Perillo, and your first good. What do you got? Give me a good. Give me a good guy. Come on, uh, guy. My my first good today is going to go to Devontae Parker, yeah. who I thought, um, you know, unfortunately did not finish off what I thought was a really good game. I thought he had a chance to make a play on that third and long uh, late in the game. It looked like the ball hit him in the face mask. Um, he never really got his hands up, uh, you know, to catch it. But I thought he... He made some some tough catches early on down the field. Um, I think he finished with five or six catches, uh, uh, six, six for seventy nine uh, in in the two touchdowns. Uh, I I also want to point something out, like that catch right there. Okay, perfect perfect timing for what I was going to say. Um, you know, I'm a little critical of the rookie uh, Tyquan Thornton at times and Nelson Aguilar at times for their inability to make these plays. I don't think these are hard plays for NFL receivers. I thought you saw the difference for Buffalo between Stephon Diggs on those and Gabe Davis. Sideline sure. sideline yep. toe taps to me awareness, should be field awareness. Right, and that should be something. That's a skill set that all NFL receivers should have. And you saw the difference. Parker made a couple. Um, you know, I don't. I don't want to say look easy, but he made them look easy. And and I thought he yeah. was he gave him a lift today after you know missing so much time, I, he was yeah. one of my guys on the good list. Today. Good, yeah. yep, I'm, I'm with you. I'll co-sign on that. Yep, I mean it's uh, it might be. I mean I, I know we talk about a little uncertainty with him coming back next year. He is under contract though, so yep. I do think you've got you know maybe just a little bit of something to take out of this game to say hey going forward maybe we do have a piece. Uh, the contested catch thing is real with him. Uh, he doesn't have a, a huge bag of tricks, but he does have that one, and I think it's useful. Who's your first good, Mike? I was going to throw down the fourth down offense. I mean, they were two for two, but I just thought, like, those are situations that have just been killing the Patriots this year, all on the line. I mean, they were both short yardage, but I just thought they were well-designed plays, uh, you know, that they were able to get some some chunk yardage out of. Uh, I know it's a very small sample size and, and very specific, 
Um, but this one, just just a small, small example of the Patriots having a little bit of clutch. I think it's been something all year that they've lacked, and you saw it down the stretch in this game too. That you know, when the game's on the line, close, it, it, they haven't really been able to perform. But I thought in those, you know, a couple fourth downs, they were huge plays and, and ones that kept the game interesting uh, late. You now know, the, when the, Buffalo's the second surging. one is the, the game was over if they didn't get it. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. I I, I think that was a, and I want to. Specifically for those plays, Mike, I want to credit the the coaching staff. Yeah. You know, we've been killing them all year. I want to be consistent yep. and and call it like I see it. Those were a couple of well designed plays, and they worked easily. They weren't fluke run around. You know, someone made no. a play. They were well designed plays that worked to perfection. Yeah. And to that point, you know, you you mentioned Parker's your first good there, Paul. My first good that I had just chronologically was that second Patriots drive, which had the Parker reception that we you know saw on the screen there, and we're looking at. Uh, the Myers touchdown reception. Uh, Mac running the ball, which I know you didn't love. I didn't. Th- um, oh, I hated that call. But that's okay because it, I agree with you. What your sentiment of your good is, I also would would co-sign on your good. Yeah. Just the I, overall, they did some different stuff today. They did yeah. some different. Some stuff. Some of it worked. Some and, of it didn't. But that's okay. Like the the Mac run, it's like okay, it wasn't pretty. It's not like right. he, you know Deuce and I were kind of goofing him. It's like he really pinned his ears I would back. Never and do that. The quarterback you know, draw you're talking about in, yeah. the, in uh, the goal to go situation. You know what? Yeah. He gained yards and he did. You know, it was inside the red zone. They were moving the ball, so I give him credit. My first actual good, specifically individually, was Hunter Henry that I had written down. I thought he had a good game. He got called for a bad defensive holding call late in the game. No, which, pass interference. Uh, pass inter... Oh, you got called oh, for pass holding. That, 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 what did I say? O-P- defensive holding. Jesus. Yeah. OPI. Yeah. yeah. On, he got, it was a bad OPI call late in the game, which I we puzzled looking at that. It just looked like he was within five yards. I mean, I, I, I don't but know. He, he has to be within one yard, Two, not five. Three, four, and he can only do that within one yard. Within one yard. Scrimmage. That's why, like, I, I mean, uh, you know who was top of my bad list today? Tony Romo, because I have absolutely <laughs> no, idea no idea what he's talking. about. He confused about. me more about the game than he did. I'm, I think the I think the ship has sailed with him, but that's now, just me. I, <laughs> but b- beside that call, which I don't think he deserved, uh, Henry was six of seven. He had forty-two yards, and I thought he made a yeah. a couple of a couple of catches on balls that, while Mac Jones, I'm sure he's going to end up on somebody's good list today, was good today. He's still. It's it's not quite there. Some of the some of the passes are being floated in, and Henry came down with one or two of those. Parker definitely yeah. came down with one or two of those. Yeah, and I, I I agree with you, Hunter Henry. I thought he yeah. he showed up, made yeah. some plays. Yeah, six I, catches uh, on seven targets. Yeah, yeah. I put him on the good list. All right, well, who you got, Paul? Um, I, I just thought the the pass rush today against Allen was a little bit better at time now there were times that mike and i were like jesus can they get anybody around them like the uh the touchdown to Knox, i think was a play that was like where is everybody but i thought they did some different things to get some pressure and contained josh allen i don't think they let him um he wasn't a factor today with his legs it almost looked like he didn't want to run but you know they they did a good job when he started to scramble around they shut off his lane so i thought the front with um a quale Teacher twice. Mm. I thought those guys showed up uh, today um, and and got got some pressure. Um, it wasn't really the usual suspects, although I do think I got away with a little face mask on that oh, one. Oh yeah. Um, I do think uh, the interception was the one play that I really noticed. Judon, Judon uh, Matthew Judon. Um, he, I thought he affected that throw, but I thought a couple of sacks that the play that they forced the interception on. Uh, I thought that was a good job today by the pass rush. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I just I think that's where it's won or lost. And, and, and like you said, Paul, and it felt like this in the last game to me when they played Buffalo. It felt like they are able to make Josh Allen think a little bit post-snap. Like, I, I, I felt that going back to the last game. I just thought you the, the, the disparity was when the pressure just couldn't quite get there. And there were a couple times they did. Like you pointed out, they were able to get off the field. But it's just tough when you don't have <clears> – <throat> Usually you need at least two guys to win. I mean, I feel like you need three, four guys to win and to be able to get to him. And even when you get to him, he's impossible to wrap up and, and bring down. So it's it's just such a challenge. I think it, it illustrates just what a great player he is and you know just how perfect everything has to be. And even then, they're still going to score 30, and you just need to worry about getting him at the end. But he's a, he's a great player. Wish they could have gotten to him more. Yeah, well, I agree. It wasn't great, but I had it, I, you know, it, it down as a yeah. good. I um I didn't have Mac on the good list or the bad list. I just felt like I could put him up for some debate because I do feel like he played really well. I think this was some of his best, you know, overall consistency. But then, in retrospect, when I look back at it, it's kind of a little bit of what we've been seeing all year, and and just the end of game situations with I know and I know that that all the picks weren't totally his fault. He was you know being aggressive and in a mode where you had to just kind of put it downfield. Uh, but at the same time, I just I just need to see more out of him late in the game when it's on the line. Uh, that said, I do think it was you know probably his best game of the year. But I, I didn't really have him on a good list uh, yeah, or a I, bad list. I, I had him saw. So- I, I just wrote ten solid on my good list, probably in the middle of the third quarter. And I would agree with Mike. He probably would have slipped off of that list into uh, nowhere. You know, I I, I thought he made. I you know I thought the 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 last of the three touchdown throws to Parker was an excellent throw. Yeah, um, the other two anybody could have made. Um, again, crediting Hardy's good with the play designs and the the different things that they did offensively today. Just a lot high, a lot high. I mean, you're seeing. I thought it, he was. Just, he, he I thought he was high. high a lot. And, and, and when it not have to be floating. Hardy made a point during the course of the fourth quarter that any time he was under some kind of duress, the throw was affected. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, if you got around him as he was throwing, the throw was slightly off. And, and I would agree with Hardy's point on that. I didn't have him. I, I, this was encouraging to me overall. There were more plays I saw today than I've seen in most games, but still, uh, still a ways to go. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like that. I mean, that throw right there. I'm not asking on, anybody's going to make that one. I'm not <laughs> asking him to be Josh Allen tomorrow. And I, I'm never asking him to be Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or anything like that. But it would be nice to feel that at some point Mac Jones could roll out of the pocket and not completely disintegrate once the play breaks down. And you just you get the sense that, you know, if he drops back and, oh, my God, if, if you give him two and a half seconds to throw, you know, good things can happen. He might be a little floaty, but, you know, he might actually catch somebody too. Or he might... As long as nothing goes wrong, yeah. That I I I don't I don't mean to sound this negative, but as long as nothing goes wrong, he's okay. <laughs> Is that? I, I mean, mean, I think you summed it that's up. That's right. Yeah. I, right? I, I, I yeah. thought you. That's made, how we feel about. That's Matt why Jones. I credited with you with that point. Right. I thought I thought you were, you nailed it. Can you yeah. write that down? I got to remember that one. <laughs> um, the problem is things go wrong <laughs> offensively for football teams all the time, and if they do. It's not going to be yeah, okay I, with Mac, at least not this year. And I, I mean, I don't want to bring up the arm strength again today. I just, I, I can't help it. I watch these games. It's just, it takes a while to get there. Some of them are ducks. I mean, when he's able to anticipate, it, it offsets his lack of velocity. But, I, you know, I think he can, he can play in this league. But like you said, Hardy, I just, 
I, I, I wonder if this is kind of hit what his ceiling is and that, yeah, he can make th- some throws and I, when it's good, it is. But I just, you know, when, like you said, when it's not perfect, it's hard to have a lot of confidence right now that he's going to, you know, snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. It's just, you know, it kind of it kind of feels like he plays along the lines of what they're given. And, you know, tonight I, I thought he did make some nice throws with some nice anticipation. But, you know, I still I got to admit some of those throws you're like, get there. And it just feels like there'd be more opportunities for the guys once they get the ball in their hands if it got there, you know, a split second earlier and a little bit. Now it feels like it's getting there and they're getting smacked right away. Um, you know, just another thing to look at for him uh, going into year three. I can't I can't say this is his ceiling because you just said it. We're going to be looking at him for another year at minimum. Yeah. He's yeah. going to be your quarterback yep. for the Patriots yes. next year. And uh, to think that what we saw today and what we saw at the high points of this season were as good as he can get, I I, I I can't allow myself to believe that uh, because we're going to be watching I mean, him for another you, season. I need to. I yeah. need to believe there's there's more there than what we've seen. I just. I mean. I think what you're telling probably what I'm telling myself is is you got to get guys who are absolute speed burners with the ball in their hands and you know figure out a way to get the ball to them quickly like they do with Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waddle. Right. And let those guys right. go to work. Uh, you know, like saying like if they had a, a Justin Jefferson deep threat guy, I'm like, that sounds great. But I, I don't know how effective it is with Mac Jones a quarterback, even if it's you know, one of these downfield guys. awesome guys. Like, I, can he can he get it consistently there? I don't know. Uh, what else we got on our good list before we get to the bads? Uh, I mean, I had Myers on there. I don't know how strongly I feel about that. I just thought it was a really good catch for a touchdown. Um, you know, but I, I don't think I don't know if I'm going to actually put him up for a good list. That was the only one I had briefly jotted down. But yeah, I had Myers on my list too, Mike. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean, I I, I I think that that was a terrific touchdown catch. Um, certainly, that was the play. Yeah, M- much more so than the throw. Um, That's about it for me, though. Yeah, more. And I think ball? he I think he caught one of the fourth down passes too. Yes, but he was right. quiet overall, which yeah. You know, given his his injury status going in, the fact that he went out there and gave it a go, I think, is probably worthy of of a mention. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't have a ton of goods here. No, okay. that was it for me. All right, let's move on. We'll get to the bad list here. To be honest with you, I don't have a ton of bads either. Neither do no. I. Kind of specific stuff, but not yeah. really. Uh, you want to lease off on I the mean, bads general stuff? Well, I think we all know where to start. I mean, there's probably two big places uh, th- that are so highlighted. I but hope he doesn't steal mine. <laughs> <laughs> kickoff, uh, the kickoff return, the <sighs> kickoff team. I, I should say the kickoff team, the kickoff return God, touchdown. I thought I was the only one that was going to have. Uh, you know, I just I can't believe the game started that way. I can't imagine what the atmosphere was like. I mean, beast mode when when you know that happened up in Seattle. I, they like set like an earthquake sound record. I, I'd love to hear what the sound was like during this touchdown. I don't know what you could do as a Patriots fan, as a Patriots player or coach at this point. Other than just shake your head at how it happened, and unfortunately, it's, it's a sign of we've been building to this point with the kickoff team all year long, and you know the fact that it kind of came through and was a major factor in why you lost a must-win game. Uh, it hurts, and I I think you're it seeing on hurts. social media, I, you you wonder what the repercussions are from from the special teams this year. They did have some injuries, uh, you know, to, to their punter and to their long snapper. But, uh, you know, as Paul pointed out, you had Marcus Jones as the punt returner, some positives, but they weren't winning field position. They were giving up big kick returns and then in the biggest game yeah. of the year. They, they had given up, up returns. They really didn't get much in their return game. There was one that Marcus broke a couple tackles on, but it was kind of a modest return. I, I, I mean, I, there's not enough bad things you can say about the special teams really for the entirety of the 2022 season. 
I, other than Nick Folk actually kicking the ball, which to me is, I, I've said this many times, is not really special teams. He's a specialist. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the, the, you, don't get, you don't get to count your, your uh, field goal kicker as part of your special teams. Yeah. It's a, and, it's a, and, you know, uh, uh, somebody tweeted. Um, actually, someone sent me a text I'm just reading right now. Um, you wonder, you know, the whole thing with Jake Bailey. We talked a little bit about the suspension and how much they missed the kickoffs because the the kick returns were a problem they were a problem when Bailey didn't hit the end zone but Bailey almost always hit the end zone and then when you have Nick Folk and Tristan Viscaino kicking off and consistently getting the ball around the goal line or less um it, it was a nightmare I mean the, the Dolphins I think had five returns beyond the 25 yard line last week and you know it was so bad today that you you gave up on the last one and kicked it out of bounds. <laughs> you know? I mean, they, they they really did. That was almost intentional. I mean, I think they were hoping for the best, but you have to know that that's a, a high probability that it's going out of bounds. I mean, I know. Well, even trying to kick it out of bounds felt a little bit hairy with the way they did it. And, oh, and oh, by the way, it. you know, that comes after you, you score a touchdown to get within five, and then you kick it out of bounds, four plays, 60 yards. And by the way, included, I believe, that was the chop block, right? For the, was the, the last the, one. Yeah. yeah. I think they got a first down on the first play, then they got a chop block, <laughs> and then they still got a touchdown. Four plays, 60 yards, game, set, match. That You can't say enough bad things about special teams. Yeah. Do you guys hear a volume on somewhere? I do. I, I, I do, very yeah. faintly. Yeah. Is it that? I wonder if it's that. I don't know. It's gonna I don't drive, know. It will drive me nuts, though. I don't know where it's coming from. Anyway. So my first uh, bad in this game. Yeah, what do you got? Um, you know, and this is where I'm just gonna go like some like really specific things that you know, I mean, like offensively you go four for thirteen on third down, yep. and that necessitated a couple of the fourth down things that Mike that talked one. about. Yep. And defensively, the Bills go seven for twelve. You know, and it was better than that until the end of the game. Two of the fails are at the end of the game, right? So it was it was seven for ten um, until the last two third downs of the game when the Bills are obviously the last one was a kneel down. Yeah. So I, I just think you did a lot of good things today, but situationally still lacking. Yeah. I was just going to highlight the the, the the two big touchdown plays. I mean, just, you know, talk about things that you can't allow happen in this game. And I mean, you were ready to just say, blame it on the kickoff returns, but those, those deep plays, it's just that that's one thing that cannot happen against Buffalo. I don't want to say like they gave up or whatever at the end, but uh, getting beat for those big scores, just absolutely deflating, just feeds into the season-long kind of narrative of at the end of the game, not playing best football on, on in any facet of the game. It's, it's a huge thing that needs to be addressed next year to find a way to build a team that can, that can perform in the clutch, and they did not do that this year. Uh, really, in any sense, in, in any sense of any game, uh, it was always just watch the other team kind of pull away. Unless you want to count the one Marcus Jones punt return against the Jets, which you know was was kind of a, a standalone play. So, just the big plays. Yeah, there's the nice. There it is in dots to make you feel uh, even worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought Jonathan Jones in particular that's struggled. How I, that's how I see most things in life. It's like the Matrix. <laughs> I mean, I he ran right by him code. on yeah, that one. Just and perfect then, pass. Um, on the next series or two series later, uh, no, it was the next series. I think uh, 
Gabe Davis is is uh, behind him oh. again in the end zone, and he dropped it. He had the ball right in yeah. his two hands. They just no so answers for Diggs, man. They have no, no they have no answers um, for the deep ball in general um, for Buffalo. I agree with Mike's. Yep. Uh, those are big. You know, th- you can't give up those chunk plays like that. Made it easy for him. So let me take you back in time for my first bad. All right, and <laughs> this is a bad job. Remember, by me. if you will, a time. <laughs> Remember, if you will, a time when I would whine about the Patriots and how they would march down the field on their first possession, yeah. 9-10 plays, that score a touchdown, and then they would go dormant for the rest of the quarter or sometimes even the first half. Hmm. <laughs> how, stupid, how stupid of me to complain about such a thing because almost according to my prediction today, the Patriots' first offensive possession was screen, run, and then instead of an incompletion, Mac Jones took a sack. So yeah. it was that, three and out, touchdown, three was, and out, touchdown. Right. It was three and out to start the game today. And and you can chalk some of that up to the Bills defensively being all wound up. But the Bills defensively were also running into each other out there like mm-hmm. a team that had only practiced, I don't know, once leading up to this game. So you got to you got to play both sides of that and right. i just i thought again chronologically after the special teams blunder on the opening kickoff the first time you have the ball you go three and out which i you know i mm. i just i can't take it and i i <laughs> and i can't believe i used to you know somehow find fault in a team that was able to score on their first offensive possession <laughs> and then not really do much afterwards what i would do what i would do <laughs> to have a team that could still do that so Bad job on that first possession for sure. So another oh, thing that geez. I that I had written down here, Delta. and this is again a very specific <clears throat> juncture of the game. You know, so Mac Jones throws the pick in the red zone to uh, Trey White, and you get set up shop uh, inside the ten yard line. Y- you got to find a way to score, or uh, and then no, I, you know, I, I I misspoke. Then the Bills give you the fumble right back. To allow you to yes. set up shop, yes. I, I left out the fumble part. So the Singletary fumble gives you the ball in prime scoring, mm-hmm. and you go three and out yeah. and kick a field goal. You get a pick three, there trade, it is. trademark Hardy, <laughs> and you, you like you can't have that, you know. And that's what I said, you know. My my key was turn turnovers into points, and they they didn't turn them into a touchdown. It was only a field goal, and yeah. you know, you just knew there that that was going to come back and haunt them. Yeah, you like, knew it. Like you said, 2022 Patriots, there it is. And, I mean, you talked about in the pregame, this was what they were. And so, I mean, I think, you know, I don't like the things that, that popped up again, but they were s- consistent with this stuff. And, you know, that was one of those moments where you felt like the game, if they were going to take charge and really, you know, turn the screws and try to put some pressure on the Bills, that was where they had to do it. You know, they, they, they couldn't. They went up by three, and then that was the last time they led in the game. Any other specific bads that you you had something stuck in your craw that you need to unstick? Nothing egregious, but I, I didn't think the run defense was very good today. But you know, when yeah. you're playing that offense, you got to give them something. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, they felt like in it the, was sixteen. What, like the third quarter, they kind of started to yeah, put the cook, run on. Cook a and bit. Singletary, sixteen yeah. carries for seventy-four yards. Yeah, you know that's um, you know probably too much. But again, you got to give them something. All right. And they did force a fumble on one of those runs, too. So right, no, nothing right. really egregious. Um, 28-yard punt by Pilardi. Um, by the way, put McCourty on my good list. I don't uh, think we did. Uh, interception, yeah, fumble, fumble recovery. recovery. Okay. Yeah. Put him on there. Yeah. yeah. Plus, yeah. Um, 
and we're starting to see some stuff come out of the locker room. Um, it certainly looked for all for all appearances that that was it for McCourty and Slater. And yeah. Slater was crying on the bench uh, at the end of the game. David Andrews was asked, you know, how much those two guys meant to him, and he got choked up and just said a lot, and then thanked everybody and walked off the podium. So. Yeah, good good job, Hardy. Get get <laughs> No, seriously, get McCourty back in there because because we didn't talk about it. Yeah, I, I'm just heard a go. good job Hardy is when he drops the phone or when Fred drops somebody. <laughs> but you actually meant good good job. Somebody. I actually meant good job. Yeah, good job comma, Hardy. Hardy. See, Deuce is still mad at me about the pregame when I, I when I crapped all I over his key to the you know game. Know I, you know how long it took me to come up with that key? <laughs> I, worked, I worked so hard on it. I mean, you thought about that? Oh. <laughs> Just to keep it, just to keep it going in the off season, uh, Marine Matt, could you text us all every Wednesday or Thursday and just ask us like key to something, key to the weekend, like key to the weekend, you know, key to key to your Sunday morning breakfast, just songs something. in the key of life, yeah, whatever, just so we can all key chime in on something. Oh, nice, Deuce. Oh yeah, Sir Duke. You kidding, Sir Duke? Shush, that's my favorite. Good song. All right, um, injuries. There was a lot, a lot. <laughs> but, but I'm not sure that any of them were. No. Well, with the exception of Demarcus Mitchell, yeah, people mostly came back. Everybody mostly. I saw back out there, at least at some point, <laughs> Mitchell left with a head. <laughs> a head, right? Yeah, and head I don't, injury. Yeah, I don't head. think that he returned. I don't think so. They mostly came back. But we had Jabril <laughs> Peppers, <laughs> Jabril Peppers, ankle, ankle. Ninety-seven head, nine ankle came back. Right, I don't know how he might he might have been he, affected. Th- a and they bit. were both and both Peppers and Judon were in and out. Yeah, uh, Connor McDermott. We thought he was we thought he was out, but he came back too. Got rolled up on. Uh, I didn't see Duggar and Wenyu though. They, those were close to the end. I'm not sure if those guys. Uh, Wenyu was were, back. Both were tended to. I, I believe Wenyu. Uh, I shouldn't say that definitively. I believe Wenyu went back in the game. Another thing, not to not to go back to the bad list, but just to highlight, I felt like there were a couple Kyle Duggar and coverage like ups and downs. He again lost. Going he on. lost Knox on the touchdown. Yeah. I listen. There's there's a lot of different things that you make a big play and it overshadows bad plays, and that and I think that's been happening pretty consistently with Duggar. Um, there's but there's a lot of potential there. Yeah, and the athleticism is just so. Apparent, yeah. Um, to, to, to we got Peppers Jude on it with the ankle. He's ba- he was back before the half. Um, okay, yeah. I and, and, and I'm like I said, I'm not positive, but I thought that they said a when you went back in the game in that last drive. Yeah. Okay, keep an eye out. All right, let's uh, let's move on here. Rose, uh, start taking your calls here. 855 Pats 500 web radio at patriots.com for the emails. We'll start. With David, who is in New York. David, thanks for holding. You're up first here on the Patriots post game presented by Cyber Reason. What's up? Well, I had I had something to say first, and then I got a question for the off season. So you have an opening state. You guys have been covering the Patriots for what twenty years, thirty years? I don't really know. Puzzle, but puzzle, I'm puzzle long time. twenty. My first season as a Patriots fan was 2010. We've missed the playoffs two times, including this year in that span. It's a weird feeling for you know for younger fans, and it's especially with Devin McCourty and Matthew Slater potentially retiring. It just you know it's just kind of defeating, especially because that might be their last game, won't be a playoff game. I'm just kind of sad about that, you know. Yeah. And then for my question uh, for the off season. Take out offensive coordinator, 
what is the position that is of number one priority? Is it number one receiver? Is it right tackle? And then maybe give some examples for a receiver if you say that. I'll take it off the air. Thank you. Hmm. I think give you an example yeah. of a number one. Re- I mean, uh, I, I think they need to get better uh, at all those spots. I, you know, cornerback I would throw in there. I think they need a top flight cornerback. You I know, mean, look what Stephon Diggs keeps doing to you every single time you play. You need somebody. You need a way to deal with him, and that I just that that's an easy place to start with a Buffalo team. You're going to play twice here. Yeah, I think it's a good point. Uh, receiver, tackle, and and cornerback. I'd throw linebacker maybe in the mix. I don't think you know the, the defensive front doesn't concern me as much defense as defense was last good enough year. this year to where the only the only glaring thing I I agree with you on is cornerback. I mean, yeah. for for Diggs and for any team that's got a speedy deep threat receiver you need someone i'm not i'm not asking you to shut them down but i'm asking you to to have somebody at least on one side of the field that you don't have to worry about getting burned on and every time Dix was lined up and if if a quarterback especially a quarterback like josh allen has enough time then you're going to get beat more often than not and you're you're not you're not going to win those games you're just not yeah i mean it's i mean really quarterback is what it is and and you have jude on but i mean it's the it's the it's the primary positions it's those star player positions that you know the good teams i you go around all the good teams i guarantee you they got a really good weapon a really good you know cornerback of some yep. regard and 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 tackle and protection and i mean you saw it with buffalo today i mean that the protection that they give Josh Allen, there's that extra split second that just allows him to do so much more in those final closing moments of a play. He does so much damage in those in those parts. Yeah, and, and I do think, um, you know, and, and I want to be fair about this. Like, Stephon Diggs is one of the best three receivers in the league. Yeah. Um, and he does that to a lot of guys. So whether you have a top corner or not, you know, he's going to he's gonna get his catches. He's going to make his plays. But I do think they need – a pecking order similar to receiver. We talk about the number one receiver making the other guys better. Number one corners make the other guys better, and I'm pretty consistent on this. I don't think J.C. Jackson was that guy. Yeah. Stephon Gilmore was that guy. You're not that guy. 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 <laughs> um, I, I do. I, I think that they need – and Mike and I were really we – were, we were big advocates last year in the draft of looking for one of those corners. Now, to be honest with you – I haven't been blown away by any of those end-of-the-first-round corners. I think they've all shown promise. They've also been banged up and injured. I think it's um, – From last year? Yeah, yeah. The, the guy the Chiefs had that spent most of the year on IR. He's back now. Why can't yeah, I think of Washington. his name? Yeah. Why can't I think of his name? Uh, it's the one everybody was complaining about. You know, that they uh, McCreary, I think, is with Tennessee. Yeah. Um, you it's know, not. It's like the Sauce Gardeners of the world who are yeah, top of the round, like coming and Sauce and Stingley were, were long gone, so that's not, you know – that they weren't really in in play, but I think they need some somebody like that. And you know, right now I think they sit at 15 in the draft. That that could change based on the afternoon games. Yeah. Um. You know, I just read that on the Twitter machine. They, they I think, I think they have a lot of things on the table for the draft. I, I you, you want to get a, a a starting starting tackle at at 15? I, I'm for yeah, that. Me too. I'm all for it. Um. <sighs> Well, you start talking about you know, examples of of receivers out there. I, yeah, I, I I don't know who's like I don't know how the draft process will work I right now. Know. Like I could tell you the kid from TCU that Evan and I have been talking about, and now I can't even think of his name. <laughs> like uh, 
Quincy. Uh, forget. I don't know. Uh, don't he's know. really good. He's going to be probably available in the first round. I don't know. Is he like a top ten pick, a top five pick, or is he in the middle of the first round? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where these guys are picked. You know, I don't want to say, oh, you got to go out and get Garrett Wilson, and then you know Garrett Wilson's long gone. You know, oh, geez, uh, tough, tough one there, Paul. You know, I would have taken him too. He went three over or whatever. You know, yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, a good player in any of those positions, middle of the first round, could you know have the chance to make a really uh, – McDuffie's the kid Trent from McDuffie. Kansas City. Thank Trent you, McDuffie. Matt. Thank yeah. you, Matt. That's what a good producer does. Yep. Looking stuff up. Trent he, McDuffie. He and coddles the talent. <laughs> coddles the talent. That's what a good producer does. That's right. Eric in New Jersey. What's up, <laughs> Eric? Pepsi. <laughs> hey, how are we, how we doing, guys? Good. Um, yeah, I, I think you guys – I think you, Paul, you hit it on, on the uh, – on the head with Duggar. Um, like I said, he makes those flash plays, but consistently inconsistent, especially in covers, can miss tackles. It's, you know, it's more, one of the more frustrating things that, like, you know, like I said, you, you, you raved about his athleticism. Oh, I definitely think he's, off the know, charts, athletic. You would hope, you would, I mean, you would hope that he would just, you know, string it together, you know, just to string some consistent games. Like, obviously, he made some of his flash plays, but, I mean, the, the offense, I mean, and I think this is a trap that's going to be set up for next year when we, I'm sure there's going to be a change to the offensive coordinator that, you know, the offense, you know, I'm sure Max is going to look a little bit better, but say, you know, whatever the numbers are, whatever, 24 touchdowns and seven interceptions, obviously it's going to look better on paper, but I just don't think it's enough. And then we're going to stay here and then we're going to, you know, everybody's going to, you know, scale back and say, oh, look, imagine if this was year two, you know, year three would be way more ahead. And I just think it's the trap. You, you had a game set up. I thought Max played well for most of the game, but it's still not enough. You know, he's not that guy. It's just, it's, it's just really that simple. And I think that's just the more frustrating thing at the end of the season. I think this team has so many more glaring holes than, than upside players. And it's uh, that cold strange pick, I think, is going to bite us back for a while. And, uh, I agree. I'll take it off the line. And, and, and thanks for a great season, guys. All right. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate thanks, Eric. it. I agree on that cold strange pick. I've talked about that on the yeah, radio before. I don't have to get into it again. Yeah. I think that not only it's a position that you could have gotten a very similar caliber player three or four rounds later – it prevented you from getting a player that you couldn't get three or four rounds later. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when, you, when you're at this point, every draft pick is just so vital in those first-round picks, and the talent that you can get in those spots, that's what they need right now. They don't need a bunch of, you know, uh, one to 53 players. They need, like, a top, some top five players that you get in the draft at those, at those places. I mean, you know, just contrast it with when they got Chandler Jones and Dante Hightower and, you know, that same kind of late 20s, range where they were aggressive and you know you got two players that really i don't say remade the whole defense but but were huge impactful players that had played big parts and in two years later and winning a super bowl um you know even just watching jacksonville like a lot of the guys we talked about last year um, watch trayvon i mean i understand he was the first overall i mean i was all over him the second i saw him play trayvon walker had a huge impact in that game chad muma i mean it was a guy that we talked about as as you know i mean just it just shows that I mean, it doesn't always have to just be the first-rounders. Of course, Trayvon Walker, top overall pick, super talented out of Georgia, can do anything. Um, but it, it can happen pretty quick if, if you pick the right guys. And it's just I think the – I was willing at the time through the spring and through the early part of the season to say, well, let's see what Cole Strange actually is. And, you know, he just – he didn't have a great rookie year. And, I mean, I, I still hold out hope that he'll be a solid starter. But, and, look, and he I, wasn't I, great this year. And I'm and not going to beat up on him. I think he's fine. Yeah. I think he's fine. I Like, I think Owenu's fine. When you was taken in the sixth, sixth round. round, yeah, like to yeah. me, yep. that's when you get guards. Hundred percent. Like that's the problem with it. Like I, I feel like it's unfair to beat up on Cole Strange because I don't yeah. think he's a bad player. No, I, I do don't. Too. 
I love how he plays. I love his attitude. But I just I think all the things that we talked about when they drafted him of coming from a small school, having problems dealing with NFL power and size. I mean, all those things were were true. Andrews went out. They had to start benching him. I mean, I think a lot of us were willing to overlook it if you felt like you were getting the Logan Mankins that people talked about. He wasn't that this year. He needs to, you know, really add on weight and and get better here in his second year for that to be a pick that like doesn't look like one like you guys said that that's going to haunt you for a while. Um, just a word of warning: uh, if you if you see the uh, David David Andrews uh, press conference, Mike Reese has a I don't know the the longest version of the video up that I've seen right now, which is only in totality seven seconds. But Reese is a little closer than everyone else. I don't know what it is with me. Maybe it's male menopause. I don't know what I'm going through right now. <laughs> I can't look at it. I don't know that I will watch it with the sound up until I'm alone because it might make me cry. Oh, really? David Andrews being asked, what's it like? Matthew Slater, Devin McCourty, a couple of fellow captains could be their last game. What do they mean to you? And he just says a lot and starts crying and walks away from the podium. And it, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, so, something about David as, as a player and a person and, and something, you know, watching his genuine reaction to this and uh, – I don't recommend it. I don't recommend watching it unless you're not afraid to show your emotions, which, of course, I am. So that's up to you. Paul. I, I'm, I'm looking for it. When's it? I'm trying to find it. I, uh, you want here. I just, just watch the watch the video right there, Paul, and tell me this uh, is not hard to watch. I'd yeah, I mean, they're very emotional. I, I think you know. I'm, I'm looking at a lot of the comments from from Devin and, and, and Slater, and you can hear you know, sort of that like shut up, Matt. That resignation, you know, uh, you know. I, I you know, McCourty talked a lot about the progress that they, he felt that they made on defense this year. I think that's absolutely true. Yeah, I think the defense played hard and 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 really. Um, you know, my arguments with Evan aside as to how good the defense actually is based on who they played against, it's irrelevant. They play. I mean, the the, the stats, uh, you know, bear out that they played really well, and they didn't collapse the way they have in, in the, the last few years. You know, it didn't look as good today as it has. It didn't look as good against Cincinnati as it has. But they played against good offenses in those games, and they're going to make plays too. Yeah. So I, I I just like the raw emotion that's coming out of those guys. Yeah, knowing the finality of it all, I I, I get that. Yeah. I, I'm with you, Hardy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a contrast too when you look at the offense of how far away the offense is. The defense, they're not they're not there yet, but it it doesn't feel like they're too far away. And a couple players, I think, could make a, a real difference in in some specific spots in, on that defense. All right. Uh, moving on with more calls. Here we'll go to Brent in Vermont. You're on the Patriots post game show presented by Cyber Reason. Hello, Brent. Hello, boy. Get uh, hello uh, again, boys. How you guys doing? Uh, good, good, good. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling like, as my coach would put it, uh, messing up a wet dream, as he would tell me <laughs> back when I played. Excuse it's me. funny. <laughs> I had a co- I had a coach that used that exact same phrase. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, that this game pretty much sums up that feeling. But uh, what do you guys think is the bigger focus, uh, players or coaching this off season? Well, I, I mean, ideally both, but I mean, I I would think it'd be stunned if there's no change to at least the offensive coaching staff, right? Maybe the special teams coaching staff. Well, yeah, that's special teams. Yeah. <laughs> do, do that in your own time. 
that. I mean, I look. There's. I mean, they're gonna have to do both. But I, I think. I think the first thing to get everybody on board is is the coaching and and this early part of the off season where you feel like the the path is going to be reset at least as far as what the staff is going to look like, who's going to be brought in. Um, you know, no real personnel moves are gonna are gonna happen too soon, but. You know, look to retaining some of your own players, maybe extending some players. I just, I'm a little bit wary of free agency this year, and I, I, I just, I don't want to go out, spend some money on guys that we don't really know, like we did last time, and then next year or this year we're watching Jonathan Jones and Jacoby Myers leave, and the next year we're watching Kyle Duggar and Josh Uche leave. You know, I'd like to try to build in some kind of continuity, and I'll use this it's to a, like it's a great point, Mike, to piggyback into into McCourty and Slater. And look, look, I don't want to like rain on this parade and say, oh, it's you know what they needed, but like. I said this a few weeks ago, just like at a certain time, I think this team needs to turn over the leadership structure and no longer be the team of, well, if we just listen to these two guys who won multiple Super Bowls, they know the way. Like, I think they need a team that needs to figure it out for themselves. And they need a little bit of a vacuum, maybe in terms of leadership, to have some new voices step up and to reestablish who they are. I don't think that they're a team that sits back and just waits for all of a sudden the old championship Patriots are going to click in. Um but I do think that they're a team that has kind of still held on to a little bit of that identity when it doesn't exist anymore. And if these guys do retire, it'll open it up for new players to step up and to take ownership of this team. And then that's the team from which the new like competitive Patriots that are going to challenge the AFC East, the AFC Division, et cetera, et cetera, are going to emerge from. Email here from uh, Stefan in Germany, who has emailed us all season long once again. Um, he says, uh, the only sad thing about the Patriots missing the playoffs is that this stinker of a season may have been the last time Deb McCourty and Matthew Slater will play. I would love to see them both go out with a winning season, but I'm afraid their tanks are empty. That being said, can we please close the book on the Patricia Judge experiment? While the Patriots are cleaning house on the offense, they should take the trash out on special teams as well. Both coaching staffs that used to be a strength of the Patriots have failed miserably this season. Have a great offseason. That is by from near Frankfurt, Germany. Yeah, and, you know, to Deuce's point, you know, when he was talking about the the free agent outlook, and, it, you know, we, we've talked a lot this past week, uh, Hardy, about, you know, they, they've gotten some some plays made. I mean, they've gotten some, some players out of the draft, Yeah, you know, in the last three seasons now. Um, and it would be a shame if you can't retain them because it doesn't do you any good to draft a good, good player and then use them for four years and then lose them. So – I, I do think that there is an element of that that they have to be concerned with. Um, let's go back to the phones, and we'll talk to uh, Cousin Patty in Agawam. Pat, what's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, hey, bye. Um, you know, like this, I, I liked how they withstood the storm early on, but, you know, to me it was just too much talent, too much of a talent discrepancy. Um, this offseason, what I'd like to see him do is try and wheel and deal possibly get a Hopkins or Paul, your guy, T. T. Higgins. I would like that to draft the left tackle and just get somebody in here that has experience coaching offense, you know. Yeah. I think if they do those three things, um, and, I, and Mike, I'm with you. I'd like to see them try and re-sign some of their guys, too. Like, I, I would like to see Myers back. Like, I would love to see him extend Duggar and, uh, and Uche, but hey, man, I and I know it seems like they're far away, but uh, yeah, I think with those, I, I, I'm think not those in favor of that. Three things, you know, they they might be all right next year. Fingers crossed. Yeah, guys. I mean, Great the number season. one thing they 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 have to figure out what they're going to do with their offensive coaching. You cannot run it back with Matt Patricia. I'm sorry, you cannot do this again. 
and and I hope that for all the things that we said, you know, let's be fair. They did some different things today. They scored 23 points. So let's not make it out to be that they all of a sudden put 50 up when no one was expecting it. Um, they cannot go back and say, you know, it was coming around. Let's stick with this. That I think that would be a disaster. They need to find a real offensive coordinator. Yeah. And Whether it's Bill O'Brien or someone else. I know you said that in the pregame show, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and I, and I just think defensively, you still haven't beaten Tua. I mean, you've lost whatever it is now, five out of six to Josh Allen. And, and let's face it, you didn't really any, – any of those games really make him uncomfortable or, you know, force him into, into games where it felt like it was dicey. This was probably the closest game. This was as close as you got. And you didn't have a chance to win in the fourth quarter. So what do you do defensively too? Like, I mean, these are two teams, and, like, I always bang this drum in the offseason. It starts in the division. It's about winning the division. Well, you're a third-place team now in the division. Last year you were second place, even though you lost two to Miami. Uh, now you're third place, but you did beat Miami. So I, I just – how do, you, how do you turn it around on that side of the ball too? Because I do think that they were pretty good defensively this year, but not good enough for the teams that are in their division and the teams that they're going to have to play twice every year. Uh, continuing on with the uh, phone calls here, 855-PATS-500, John in Duxbury. What do you have for us, John? My boys, how you doing? I, you know, I've been watching this team since the '60s, and I think it was the first. Today was the first time I ever rooted against the Patriots, oh. and I'm, I'm, I'm actually glad they lost because Why? changes have to be made. And oh. you, you pointed to the South Paul about a week or two ago, and I want to see uh, Belichick's feet held to the fire for all these bonehead uh, moves he made. You know, flipping away uh, their offensive linemen for fifth round draft pick, which will amount to nothing, and uh, flipping the tackles and all this other nonsense. What, is what, that, what does that mean, though, his feet held to the fire? What What do you want to – He wants to result make sure that there are changes with the, the coaching yeah. staff. Okay, I is want that... Cam Akeford gone tomorrow. Okay. Goodbye, Cam. Okay. And it, this, this, I think that's fair. John, I mean, two years totally of really fair. bad special teams play. Russell in Arkansas says the same thing. Are Patricia and Accord gone yet? In all seriousness, I'm kind of relieved this season is over. I don't feel we deserve to be in the playoffs and with how this team has looked. So that's all definitely year. the over on emails read, which is good. So we all got that. <laughs> oh, did you even realize it, did he? Um, just to update everybody real quick. I won, I won anyway. I, I you won. I, we all had the same thing. I won the I won the season long. The, you know what? Thank you. Do you want me to announce it? Yeah, I want you to yes, make, no. I want you to make a big announcement. Do we have any, Hardy, pomp, do we have any pomp and circumstance? Yeah, Hardy goes three and three. Mike and Paul go two and four. But how about this no, for a hotly no, contested can, debate? Hardy, <laughs> 56 and 46, followed by Paul, 55 and 47, and Mike, 54 and 48. Wow, one, two, three. One, two, three, a okay. game apart. I demand a recount. Congratulations, Hardy, and yes, I, I won the, uh, the six. But I'm not going to accept this defeat. I'm going uh, to challenge this, Okay, do, it, do whatever you want. When it comes down to... You can do whatever you want. Who among the, the three of us <laughs> sees the game, understands the game, can accurately predict what will happen week in and week out with brilliant, the Patriots? Brilliant! Not... Hardy. Not across the league. No. Hardy. spreads. <laughs> Say it again. Hardy. I bet. I bet. <laughs> this guy. Cock a doodle do. So what did I miss? Uh, oh, I, I was just going to update uh, for those fans at home wanting to know uh, the who the uh, who the opponents will be next oh, season. Oh yeah, go ahead. Um, go ahead go although ahead. Ben o Ben Volan threw a whole wrench into it again because mm. um, I'm not sure which is home and away. But it's going to be Indy, New Orleans, and Pittsburgh are the three 
um, based on the standings. Uh, based on Ben said Pittsburgh and New Orleans are at home. Indy on the road. According to my files of Mike Reese's, it was Indian New Orleans at home and Pittsburgh on the road. Paul, maybe. I don't know if you can want to run that through the Paul computer. I don't uh, have that <laughs> off the top of my head, but definitely I would go with Mike Reese in all matters that yeah. uh, could go either way. And then as far as the Patriots' first-round draft selection, if Washington and Detroit win, uh, they'll be 14th. If Washington wins, Detroit loses, they'll be 15th. And if both those two teams lose, they'll be 16th. So 14th, 15th, or 16th will be the pick. Uh, and your lines will have something to do with it, Hardy. So there you go. There we go. Uh, what is the score of the Rams game? Just out of I believe it's six six. Okay. Rams. All right. So we need the six six. Need, need the Rams to lose in order for a uh, Patriots. Uh, um, no, Rams to win. Excuse me. In order for the uh, Lions, the Lions Packers to have a game shot to have any meaning tonight. Yeah. Good job, NFL. Yeah. Well. Great job. Great effort. You know what? That's, uh, they care about some things more. It's than not others. that hard. No, no. It's not that hard. It, sh- it shouldn't be. It's not your fault. It's not your fault, Will. It's not don't, your don't fault. you start, Sean. Uh, <laughs> we're going to uh, step aside not here. Not you too, Sean. Very, very briefly. I don't want you to you know, get away from your computer or anything because we're going to be back before you know it. And we will thank uh, NFL All Day. With NFL All Day, all your favorite Patriots highlights become digital video collectibles, which are also called... Moments. Not only can you buy and sell them on a secure marketplace full of thousands of NFL fans, you can use them to compete in Epic Game Day challenges. Check it out. Find some moments, mostly from all your favorite Pats players on NFLAllDay.com. Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless shaving in one efficient stroke. Defending against cyber attacks requires seeing in the dark, understanding and ending every threat to your organization on computers, mobile, and the cloud. It takes cyber reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere. A million dollars for picking players? That's a lot of money, DraftKings. You know how many jokes I got to tell to make a million dollars? Probably like a half of one. Take a free shot at a million dollars with DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless shaving in one efficient stroke. 
Defending against cyber attacks requires seeing in the dark, understanding and ending every threat to your organization on computers, mobile, and the cloud. It takes cyber reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere. A million dollars for picking players? That's a lot of money, DraftKings. You know how many jokes I got to tell to make a million dollars? Probably like a half of one. Take a free shot at a million dollars with DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. It's a vanilla nut tap. Don't tell me you had to do that. Wow, listen. You have to brace (laughs) your fall. You have to brace your fall. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. All right, so... um, We've made a programming decision here on the Patriots postgame presented by Cyber Reason. Normally, uh, and after a win, we would speak with a player. That's not an issue today. Normally, we would bring you both the Bill Belichick and Mac Jones press conferences. We have made the decision instead to take that time that normally we would do for that and give it all to you so that you can share your thoughts by either calling in at 855-PATS-500 or via your emails, webradio at patriots.com. If there's something really, really noteworthy said by either Mac or Bill, we'll relay it to you, but we've decided to let you uh, have that time instead of the uh, the head coach and the quarterback. And I think that's the right call. What do you think, boys? I agree. All right. That's you, what we're going to do. You did say it better than me. That's okay. what we're going to do. I concur. And we are going to – why didn't I just concur? Uh, and to prove it, we go right to Stephen in New York on the phones here. Stephen, what do you have for us? Yes, thank you very much, and I thank you for not uh, having the uh, Bill and uh, quarterback <laughs> talk to us. But um, I'm originally from Lynn and been living trapped in New York State for many years. <laughs> cool and story, Hansel. <laughs> we got spoiled with the combination of Bill, Josh, and Brady. And since that is no longer in existence, uh, I'm concentrating really on this call on our quarterback. And when I remember looking at Brady, he always had that little snap on the ball. And it seems like uh, our current quarterback just cannot really have that same awareness to be able to like when he's especially when he's not in the pocket to just go out there and snap that ball to he doesn't have the vision to see every no. uh possibility that can make them have the advantage to win and that's my opinion and Stephen, uh, it's I'm a- going to stay away from the coaches at this point okay yeah uh, I, because I, that's another discussion for Hopefully, a sooner day. Okay. Uh, okay. Stephen, thanks for the call. Um, I, it's he's a second year guy, and we're comparing him to Tom Brady. And we're not going to do that. And also, Tom Brady was crap outside of the pocket too. So let's yeah. uh, let's not. But he's talking about the zip on the ball. I'm talking about the. He's and, talking and, about the zip on the ball, and he's also talking about just uh, I I I without the Brady comparison, does he look like a guy just this year? 
like somebody who could be your long-term starting quarterback for this or any other team? If you base it on this year, the answer is no. If you base it on the year, the answer is emphatically no. But if you base it, you know, like there there were times today, like for two and a half quarters or so, that I would be I would have been like, yeah, that, that's the guy. He could do it. Now I still think at his best today, for two and a half quarters, he's limited. I still feel like that, and it, it's for the reason that Hardy said. I think Hardy's point in the fourth quarter. When you said the thing about, you know, as long as everything is, is good, he's good. Something like that. As long as everything works, he's good. I, I just, I, I have questions about him if the play breaks down. And I'm not talking about the, the throws that Josh Allen made, you know, out of the pocket. Like, Josh Allen's Josh Allen. Kind of a unicorn. Mahomes, those kind of guys. I I don't see him doing... These kinds of throws right here, to me, I see too many of. You know, these little flicks out the side that have the bend on them, and it's just like you're gonna get you're gonna get a guy to jump one of these, and you know you're, you're gonna have thrown a lot of picks on on plays like that. And I, I I don't know, I don't know if he's the guy. Mike, you have a funny look on your no, face. No, I do because I'm looking I'm, forward to yeah. this rant coming up. Well, I'm imagining like you know. Uh, Bills fans in like you know 2009 being like, do you think Trent Edwards is the answer? Like when the other teams are that good, and and like when the Patriots had Tom Brady in the middle of the 2000s, like like what should Buffalo have done? Like you know what can you do? Like I don't think any of these guys are the answer. You need to have a superstar, and so it's like no, Trent Edwards is never going to be the answer because the Patriots had Tom Brady and they were going to own you pretty much every single game. Chad Pennington is not the answer, Jets. Like Mark Sanchez, maybe he can get you for a couple times, but you know none of these guys are good enough to consistently do it uh, against when the other team has an elite quarterback. And that's like, I just, I can't help but see it through that lens. And I, I agree. I'm like, yeah, I think Mac Jones is okay. Do I think he's ever going to be good enough to go toe-to-toe with Josh Allen? I don't think so. I don't think so. Unless everything is perfect for him and Josh Allen comes into the game with a bunch of injuries and and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just stuck in that place because I don't want to scrap Mac and and start over. But at the same time, I just don't know if it's ever going to be You're exactly right. And you said it better than I did. (laughs) You know, like, but you bring up Trent Edwards, you know, as an example of the many guys that teams convince themselves. Might have been fine for a minute. Trent Trent Edwards, this is not really pertinent to your so Trent Edwards got a bad concussion it was never the same like but at his best he's Mac Jones ish like he can play he can make he could do some things and he can make some plays I don't think he would it was ever going to get Buffalo to where he could go toe-to-toe with Tom Brady on any kind of a consistent basis and win he ain't winning 35-31 over Tom Brady and you know today's at one of those games did they lose because the offense completely was inept today? No. No. But what you needed today was outstanding outstanding offense for four quarters. And I've never seen that from the Patriots in the two years that yeah. Mac Jones has been the quarterback. And Hardy, you said the thing about your bad list, like, you know, oh, oh there was a time when we right. lamented the, right. the, the nine-play, 75-yard drive for a touchdown to open the game followed by nothing. Right. Well, you needed that kind of offense today from right. start to finish, and you got it only in spurts. Yeah, you yeah. Ne- or you just you need an opening drive to establish something in the game early on to show that you know you are here and that you give the defense something to think about. You didn't yeah. now 
it ended up working okay because you did score in your second possession, but just watching that three and out, it's so deflating. And I think I think it gives you know opposing defenses you know more confidence, especially for a team that practiced yeah. once going into this game. Uh, by the way, uh, James McLeod with a, a final cartoon to end uh, the season here for us. Oh, that's and, sweet. Uh, Pat's finding I, a new we way We should to shout out him. Thank you, James, for all of your uh, support and artwork this year. There it is on the screen. Gave us some great laughs this year. Uh, certainly a welcome addition to the show all year. Remember going back to training camp, he had some funny ones of us. So yeah, I appreciate the support. Yeah, so like I'm, I'm not here to tell you, like, well, Mac Jones, he flat out can't play. Because I don't think that. I didn't think it last year, and I don't think it this year. I don't think he stinks. I think there are guys that are that that don't don't perform as well as he does. I'm just not convinced. Still, now this is two full seasons, and by the way, I think it's now 25 and 25 since Tom Brady left, and 25 and 26, or 24 and 24, 24 and 25, counting playoffs since Tom Brady left. This is what you are. You're, you're kind of an average middling team, and I'm not sure that Mac Jones is capable of getting you much beyond that point. That's where I where I worry. Yep. And a sub-500 season. I mean, you yeah. just let that sink in for a moment for everyone That's who thought. two out of the last three years. Yeah, people have, ah, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll still figure out a way. You've got, you've got Mac back for his second year. You've got Bill. You've got the guys he wants. You know, that's a 10-win. That's a they roll out of bed as a 9 or 10-win team. It's probably more like 11. No? It was an 8-9 and nine football team that missed the playoffs. Yeah, and you used to be able to do that when you knew you were going 5-1 and one in the division every year. Right, you know now that you're you're hoping to go three and three in the division, and by the way, it might get tougher. Well, yeah. you know, you know, watch out if the Jets can figure out anything at quarterback. Sure, um, Robin Milburn, Australia says, um, how bad were the officials in this game? I know Paul hates them, and I uh, in echo, this game uh, just in general, you hate the. Officials. Oh, I hate the no, no, no. But he said, how bad were the officials? In how this bad game? were the officials in this game? Uh, the complete and utter non-factor in the game. They literally today. Um, how many penalties were called before? Two on each side. Two on each side, and how many were called in total before the None. F- before uh, the the fourth quarter yeah. when uh, Nance uh, jinxed it? Yeah, after three, there were no penalties on either team. I thought um, I thought the chop block on Buffalo was extremely ticky tack. I thought you know you're showing a play here in the end zone where you know they're going up for a ball. At, uh, Harris is is diving away. There's a little contact beforehand. I, you could have called a penalty on that play. I wouldn't have. Um, you know, I, I thought uh, there was a sack of Josh Allen where it looked like Wise might have gotten the face mask. I wouldn't have called that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have called that a, a face mask. I think he, he got it and let it go quickly. Um, what else? The pass interference on Hunter Henry, offensive pass interference. I thought that was blocking downfield, but was it any different than the play last week, Mike, when Miami against Miami when they scored the touchdown? Mm-hmm. They didn't call it then. Mm-hmm. So why do they call it now? Like, I I think there are always calls that you can you can question, but I'm sorry when there are two penalties for 20 yards on both teams, the uh, the officials weren't really much of a factor. I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Brooklyn. Talk to Ralph. I was very upset. Ralph, you okay? What's going on? Nah, man. Nah. Let me tell y'all something, man. This is this is some BS. Where's the guy? We one of y'all need to walk by Bill Belichick and tell him stop picking in the first two rounds. All right, <laughs> let somebody else do it. Where's the I guy? Nom- I nominate Deuce. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, just walk by him real quick. In his but I'll see myself out. Somebody else <laughs> in the first round. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're like, up, where's the guy that drafted Ramon J. Stevenson and Christian Barrymore? <laughs> we ain't heard from that guy. He got shipped out after. That was Bill and Belichick. Belichick's son's got to be retired. They go back to ball boy and that's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's bring back some real coaches. Like, this is, this is getting really upset. Like, I'm, I'm about to take a flight to Foxborough and have a talk with somebody. This is crazy. <laughs> Well, they're, they're on their way from Buffalo, so wait. Don't get here too quick. I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably meet them up there. <laughs> yeah, we got to get out of here you before they get You guys are doing a back. great job, though. Thank you, guys. All I'm right. sorry. Thanks, man. Ralph. Thank you, Ralph. Appreciate Thanks, it. Ralph. No, and you know what? Guy that drive, that... What? Huh? I didn't, hear, I didn't hear what Ralph said. I missed that last part. Can you say I still hear him? Or is it just yeah, my headphones? Yeah, we can hear him. No, no. Sir. No, I said get the guy that, that does the drafting. Get him back. Okay. Yeah. Let him pick oh, the first three we'll rounds, okay. and then we can have Bill build the rest of the team. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I won't argue that one. Right? Thanks, Ralph. Um, I, I kind of like hearing from guys like Ralph that are like, no, I root for the Patriots, and going 8-9 and nine and yeah. not making the playoffs isn't good enough, mm-hmm. as opposed to, well, they walked into a, you know, a buzzsaw today in Buffalo, and they didn't have much. Re- no, I, I, I agree. All of those things were working against them. We talked about it in the in the – in the pregame show, um, but if you know you, you need better, you need to win the game, and they didn't. You know they had an, they had an opportunity to be competitive going down the stretch, and I mean right down to a guy letting a punt hit him in the foot yeah. to give you an extra possession, and you you could do nothing with it. Yeah, well, I, mean, I mean just you know I've been here for this is my my fourth year. I mean it's just it feels like you've been treading water. You know at least since twenty twenty. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know. Sounds th- like you have a lot to do with it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. You're probably right. Uh, my influencing uh, I mean, Bill Belichick's hoodies. Sure. I uh, mean, I think my track record, Hardy, of six titles, wow. rings, and how many trips? Nine. I'm never getting a ring on this. Pretty pace. good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty. But just not a lot of progression. You know, it just feels like it's a little bit whack-a-mole. And you know, you had Cam Newton's offense, and that was kind of the same as this offense. And you've drafted some good guys, but it's the results are still kind of the same. And mm. You know, it's just I, I I I'm not sure. I think they have to make some strides next year and, and really you know start to show some signs of improvement. Let's talk to Nate in Chicago. Nate, Patriots post game. What's going on? Hey guys, how we doing? Hey Good. Nate. I think you know as a Patriots fan, you got to remind yourself that what we're really upset about is the fact that we can't watch our team until September. Mm. You know, we can be mad about all the things, but at the end of the day, it just sucks that we can't watch our guys play for that long. <laughs> I mean, usually I agree with you. I'm a little relieved. <laughs> Part of it, woof. I got a little <laughs> woof. Uh, I agree with your dog on this one. Uh, no, I. But I, I look. I, I love watching them, and, and I mean, as, as painful as some of the season was, it, it is d- disappointing. The season's over, but I just. I, I mean, it, it felt like you're watching the same story That's over and over again. That's not why I'm upset, by the way, because football is, you know. A, a sport that I will watch out of market. I will watch the playoffs, oh, absolutely, yeah. the Super Bowl yeah. without. So it's not like, you know baseball it's like oh, i'm pissed i really won't watch anymore and uh, i might check in on the world's no i'll be i'll be, ch- I'll be watching these the playoff this. weekends a- the next two weeks oh, the best. are the two best weekends in, in my sporting calendar absolutely yeah, you know yeah. right up there with the uh the the fr- and i know that most people don't care but the first first two rounds of the ncaa tournament those that, that the first two n- days oh. the thursday friday I mean, I, I he's got to work in his contract. He doesn't work them. Deuce will tell you. I take those. I, I take those two days off. I take vacation days. Sounds like a Jim Louth move, which is not a compliment. <laughs> um, 
the guy who should just have a sweatshirt that says sports. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I don't I don't like sit around and just like watch the games. So like, what do you do? Why do you take the days off? I eat wings, I drink beer, and I hang with my friends. Oh, okay, that's different. like it's a fun time. I mean, what total side topic to me: the best week in sports is the week that starts with Monday night NCAA championship game. It's opening week of baseball, and it's Masters week. To me, that is the best week. In oh, sports. so it's the NCAA basketball championship. Championship. Not, not yeah. tomorrow night. I thought you that's No, right. no, 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 no. A Monday I'll night. I'll even watch mo- that game tomorrow yeah. night now. Basketball. Which I normally don't. Yeah. Monday night, Monday night championship, NCAA basketball, wouldn't, first week of baseball. It. Nope, I'm mas- watching it. Masters opening. I'm not week. watching that either. You so. don't watch any of that stuff. Nope. Zero for zero. Zero for three. Oh, for three. Is he serious? Just like football. And high school hockey. You won't watch any anything. <laughs> he really won't. You watch well, the ma- opening week of baseball, no. Uh, Masters, I would probably throw on a little bit, sure. That, that I would watch. Um, but NCAA, we'll see. Probably not. He probably sits around and Okay, so real, real quick, um, Mike Reese um, talks to Bill Bell. Well, he has a Q&A here with, from the press conference um, yeah. related to the Jake Bailey thing. Um, and you know that Bailey's agent put out a – a release. It said, while Jake Bailey was on IR, he never missed a single treatment, meeting, or practice. He was hoping to come off IR to play last weekend, but Jake was informed he was being suspended these last two games. This comes as a surprise given his full participation during injury reserve. Um, we have filed a grievance to fight this unknown suspension. So, the question, uh, do you see it the same way? Bill Belichick, no. Question, how do you see it? BB, he was not eligible to play. Question, his agent said he was hoping to come off IR to play. Belichick, no. He was on designated to return and wasn't able to play. The suspension was a whole other, th- a whole another thing, uh, is what Mike wrote. I think he m- must have meant right. a whole other thing. Right. Um, that to me is interesting. That last sentence. So you're telling me the suspension had nothing to do with him not being able to play on IR? Wouldn't Wouldn't Jake Bailey's agent know what the suspension was about before, especially he spoke publicly about it? As Andrew Brandt says, there will be lawyers. <laughs> oh. It's not a great look. It's not, it's, it's, it's not. Uh, Especially on a day where you allow two kickoff returns for touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not a good look. Uh, uh, Brandon Staley, um, by the way, um, might want to get your starters out of the game, no? <laughs> I'm being oh dead God. serious. Derwin James is still in there? Yikes. I yeah. believe they played their starters. Uh, Eckler just fumbled a little while ago. They were going in to make it 21-7, and now the Broncos have a chance. <laughs> oh, thanks. we got to get one last one in. Let's go. Paul is watching NFL Red Zone. He is checking out. Looks like we're on our own. He's watching the plays from some other games. That's when this show gets that's how you know Paul's watching the red zone. It's the best part of the show. Good stuff. <laughs> it's not when it gets really lame at all. Alex in Canada, what do you got for us, Alex? Hey, guys. Happy offseason. Ah, we're off to a great start here with the uh, Jake Bailey stuff already. Here we go. Offseason. Yeah, Let's a, get that's it. That's a great start. Ah. Um, you know, this makes me think of the end of 2020 when, you know, it was kind of a similar – it, it was – Usually offensive struggles that kind of ruin that team. But, I mean, special teams wasn't great that year neither. Um, but I remember talking about it with, you know, some of my buddies and listening to you guys' post-game show, um, how it's going to be a long few years. Uh, and I think we're still in that. Like, we're still in a struggling 
dip, and I don't think we're going to get out of it anytime soon. Like, I think last year making the playoffs kind of gave people hope, but, I mean, I don't see the future being, you know, I don't see us making a deep playoff run in any time soon. I don't think anybody really but, thinks of last year making the playoffs as any kind of an accomplishment other than, well, you did make the playoffs, so you have to consider that, you know, it wasn't a total failure. But I don't think people count that toward, like, any you know, like real run of success. You're yeah. not an awful team. And that's and they're and still it, not. No, and they're not. And that and that honestly could be problematic for you if you want wholesale changes. It's not a terrible football team. It's not. And, and, it, and I think it very similar. I think that right now, very similar to what I thought last year. Now, where I agree with the, the caller is I don't know how much ground you've made up on the upper echelon. I thought today was more competitive against Buffalo than the Buffalo games were last year, mm-hmm. and even the one Thursday night, yeah, like a month ago, mm-hmm. but not much. And it, not it, much. Yeah, and look, the 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 CBS broadcast did plenty in terms of focusing in on Demar Hamlin today, but in terms of looking at this one singular game, how much of your performance against Buffalo today has to do with the fact that you were dealing with a very, very emotional team that, yeah, could have gone out there and beat you 100 to nothing or could have gone out there and, and been too wound up. to, And we saw a bit of both. No, you know, we, There's no way of knowing how much it affected. My opinion but is the it way, affected them early anyway. The one thing that I think it did affect was, and you pointed out, Paul, the guys are running into each other on defense. They look like a team that practiced once. And did you see a guy even remotely covered in the first half? Nope. Mac had his way. And all of a sudden in the second half, <laughs> well, he was it, throwing it was funny. If, you know, I'll, I'll get made fun of for this, but... I said, there hasn't been a defender near a receiver yet as the ball was in the air that Tredavious White picked off. Yeah. The ball was literally in and flight yeah. when I made that comment. Right. Right. And, and that was the first play. And I thought they were much more competitive. They probably settled down a little bit. And the other thing, and this happens sometimes, and you see this in hockey a lot. Oh. Sometimes oh, in, now in, in, like, in, now in. in like the biggest spots, the most emotional games, sometimes like the worst thing that can happen is you get a quick goal. And the place is going crazy. You think this is going to be easy? Yeah. You get a kick return. I'm not suggesting the kick return was was a bad thing for the Bills, but well, like we didn't have to try today. But like Josh Allen's got his hands on his head. It's like tears in it's Sean magic. McDermott's eyes. It's like it's <laughs> destiny. There's no way we can lose today. And all of a sudden, yeah. 30 minutes later, like hey, they don't know it's destiny. It's 14, yeah. 14. You know, we got to wake up. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I I hear all that. I also think that we both we all said that we thought. The Patriots' offense had spurts of one of their best games of the season. I do think the, that the defense forced what two turnovers from from John, got their first interception. You mentioned well, they it. they had three turnovers in the game, two of them on defense. But okay, and yeah, it's, but I, but it, I want to see was, stops, not turnovers. I, I like. Know. I still would like to see that. The, the, but my point is, is that. Buffalo was still the better team in all three phases, and they beat you by double digits. And even though you had wow, some that positives, took a turn. I didn't think he was going there. <laughs> that's what I was building up to. I mean, as, as much as you had, oh, there's an emotional way to Buffalo, and the Patriots actually played pretty good in some parts, and they did some things on defense that they haven't done in like the last six games against them. End of the day, you got it's, beat. The, it's the same thing. It's you a double beat. digit loss to the Bills. Yeah. That you never really made. That's it. why I should keep my mouth shut and just let you talk because I, I didn't. I didn't see I that one in that way, Mike. I, I got to be honest with you. House and you got beat by twelve by a team that practiced once, <laughs> well, and probably never point. once thought about the Patriots all week. I mean, let's call it the way it is. They get did they game plan for the Patriots? Yeah, I mean, like. I made the comment that they were fortunate that they were playing a team that they were very familiar with. Yeah. If they were playing like yeah. an NFC team today that they see once every four years. Could have been ugly for the Bills. They could have been in trouble. Yeah. 
Uh, very quickly here, Mark in Dumberton, Scotland, wants to know um, or says that uh, this is it for him in terms of Mac. The clincher was uh, on third down when he was forced to run, and he slid four yards out. This was a game with the season on the line. He had to make the best effort to score with a better offensive plan and better coordinator. I'm sure Jones could look better, possibly a 10-7 and team, but now I've reached the conclusion we're never going to be a team that goes deep in the playoffs with him at QB. Well, I mean, you're saying kind of two things there, Mark, but deep in the playoffs with him at quarterback, with you know, some really good pieces and better coaching, deep yeah. in the playoffs. I don't know. You can be, be, you can certainly be better than eight and nine, but right long term. No, I mean, I like what people are saying about deep in the playoffs because, I mean, look, the Patriots could have made the playoffs this year and they were Easily like, could have made the playoffs. There are still teams that are, you know, Miami's going to make the playoffs. If they beat, if the, if they beat the Raiders. Right. Okay, so all you would have had to do to mm-hmm. make the playoffs is come up with a stop down the stretch and beat the Raiders. Yeah. Right? 81-yard drive they allowed in the last two minutes, you lose that game. If they win that game, you're in the playoffs. You're the same team. Yep. Yeah. There's no difference in your team. Now – was there a play that Mac slid and had a chance to score on today I that I'm not remembering? I'm not recalling. Normally, you remember all the plays, which is why I read it. I remember him scrambling around. You know, I think it was after the fumble, after the Singletary fumble. The third down play, I, I thought, was a scramble, but I didn't think he had any shot to get in the end zone. I don't think it. so either. Uh, by the way, thank you, Cyber Reason. Presenters of the Patriots postgame show, great defenders don't just play on the field. They're also protecting your company and data. Cyber Reason on a mission to end ransomware and keep your business undefeated against cyber attacks. Learn more at cyberreason.com slash ransom. Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless saving in one efficient stroke. Defending against cyber attacks requires seeing in the dark, understanding and ending every threat to your organization on computers, mobile, and the cloud. It takes cyber reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere. A million dollars for picking players? That's a lot of money, DraftKings. You know how many jokes I got to tell to make a million dollars? Probably like a half of one. Take a free shot at a million dollars with DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. 
The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless saving in one efficient stroke. Defending against cyber attacks requires seeing in the dark, understanding and ending every threat to your organization on computers, mobile, and the cloud. It takes cyber reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere. A million dollars for picking players? That's a lot of money, DraftKings. You know how many jokes I got to tell to make a million dollars? Probably like a half of one. Take a free shot at a million dollars with DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. And that's where I have my safety word. <laughs> what does it look like? How many calls tangerine, do you take? Tangerine, tangerine! <laughs> Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. Which club with tangerine? I don't know. Host off. Let's, uh, let's instead... Talk to Jason in New Jersey. Forget about that unpleasantness with safe words and <laughs> tangerine, tangerine. <laughs> and instead, see what Jason has to say about this whole mess. Jason, what do you got? Hey, everyone. So I just wanted to say that I do think there are some positive outcomes just, like, from the season overall, just from, like, certain players flashing, like, just looking at, like, Mondre, Farmer, Duggar, Uche, Oweno, maybe even Thornton. And then I also don't want to forget, like, Perkins, because I know he was hurt again this year. No, and I think he was redshirted last year, but I do think that he could really, really help. So I'm just kind of looking at the young talent that could really, really help, like, progressive team overall i'm not a mac guy but like i think mac can do the job so i just want to know what you guys thought about that yeah i mean i'd love to see more out of some of those guys i mean i think marcus jones is one that i'll be very excited to see in camp i think there's some intrigue next year for how these guys look and they come back you know thornton put some weight on cole strange put some weight on um, you know, I just I think my biggest concern is just what guys can I get attached to? You know, is Kyle Duggar is this is he entering his last year? Is you know is this kind of it for Uche? Is Uche he is what he is? Is he just going to be a third down kind of pass rusher? Which is which is fine, but that just to me, you know, points to I mean I, we haven't seen anything out of Rodney Perkins in two years, but you know that doesn't mean we didn't really see anything out of Uche early. So yeah. could Rodney Perkins just all of a sudden be that third down guy? That doesn't seem crazy to me. So I think they have some promise. I just don't know if they have the guys like you know the willie mcginnis the 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 big pieces and the critical positions that are going to make those big plays they've got good players and some you know guards and safeties totally agree i think there are some good young players that showed some promise um and i would say uche is one of them i'm not anywhere near as high on a lot of the other i mean i'm sorry if you can get yourself excited about ronnie perkins ronnie perkins was healthy all through training camp and never really got a sniff nope so you know, I, I put him in with like the Cam McGrones of the world. Like they, he's on the Colts now. Paul. No, I know. And <laughs> why is that? <laughs> he didn't do anything. So, I, I think Uche is a guy that you know, over the second half of this season showed that he had the ability to consistently get after the passer as a as a designated pass rusher, uh, and that's something. Yeah. Um, I I think the problem is what Mike talked about before we took our last break. You have some of these young guys. Are we confident they're going to be back? Are we confident that they're going to resign them? And and 
you know, if you if, if you want to extend guys, that's great. But then you're going to lose. You, you can't like you can't get these guys as free agents like a Jacoby Myers or a Jonathan Jones and then expect to extend Kyle Duggar and Josh right. Uche. Like that's like yeah. now you're basically bringing back the same team. You know, like you need to get better. Yes, yeah. I agree. Uh, the Rams uh, take the lead in the last minute of the first half, that's Hardy. Not, it's good a, news for come you. Come on, J.J. Watt. He's got to go out. On 13-6, to six, Rams. That's good, that's good news for you. You need Seattle to lose, guys. I need Seattle to lose, and I need a nap if I'm going to stay up and watch that entire Lions. Do you want me to start game. calling you? Yeah. I'll just start spam calling you. Hardy. Lions. Pride. No, Roar. No, Restore. I, I want to, I'll, I'll be up in time for the game. I just need a nap beforehand. Oh, before the game. Oh, yeah. I can't. I 10.30, I go nine-night. Yeah, see, by the oh, time 11 I o'clock, I'm oh, in bed. Yeah. I'm in bed. I mean, hell I yeah. start winding down at 10.30, but 11 o'clock, I am in the What's, What time do you get up at? You're like rising? 6.15. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. We're on a similar mm. schedule. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Uh, how about uh, Ethan in San Diego? San Diego. Where? Ethan, what do you got for us? Yeah, so originally I was going to talk about Mac Jones, but I think I'm just going to follow what Paul was saying. Uh, I don't want to see the same type of talent on defense next year, like a you know, <laughs> like those Ronnie Perkins or uh, Miles Bryant. Because if I if I have to see another Miles Bryant or John Jones get burned for a 70 yard touchdown next year, my head's going to freaking explode. <laughs> I can't I can't take it anymore. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my type. That's my thing. Yeah, Chris in Honolulu kind of feels the same way, and it's along these same lines. Like, what do we got to do? There's you know personnel. It's just the and. There's some conversations to be had. It's you know you don't have that one glaring obvious okay you know it's you know we it's not like you don't have anybody at any one position. No, they you have they have some talent, but yes. they have yeah. some holes. Yes, and the talent they have is at positions that and, aren't just aren't. But the, and but that's why like when people I, Hardy, I think you said it perfectly. Like, like this, you could be a playoff team because you're not a bad team. Right, you're a middling team. Yeah. And I'm, I don't think that's the word. Like, in the NFL, it's okay to be in the middle. There's some sports that like you're in the middle and you're in no man's land. Right. Yeah. You're never going to get better. You're never going to get worse. In the NFL, you can get better. You can't be a middling NBA team. Right. Yeah. But I think how do you get from middling to challenging the really good teams? You need talent to, to keep pace with these guys. You need weapons or, you know, guys that, that can keep pace with Stephon Diggs or, you know, a guy up front that, that can't really be blocked and just is a huge problem for Josh Allen all day. You need guys that can single-handedly, you know, affect teams and – I mean, I think the solidness of their team is in some ways still a testament to the coaching job Bill Belichick's done, but I also think that so many of the things that we've come to believe over 20 years kind of are falling apart a little bit in terms of, like, special teams, in terms of self-inflicted penalties, pre-snap, all that kind of stuff. So I just – if McCourty and Slater leave, I think you're kind of – you're just looking at you're looking at a new personality. I think next year, somewhat to the team, and it, you know, just it, it feels like it's going to be a different team without those guys kind of leading the charge than it's been in twenty twenty one and twenty two. Hey, real quick, I know mm. we're, you know we're winding it down here, and mm. we have some calls uh, to get to. But do you guys think there'll be? Um, so we're talking a lot about the changes with the coaching staff. Uh, do you think we'll find out quickly? Well, you're talking a bit about it in the pregame. Um, it. It really has to do with availability, and you. if they are planning on making changes, I would think they have an idea of who they want to take over those roles. Like, could, could Billy O'Brien be named the defense, the offensive coordinator um, this, you know, this, this week? week? Is there a chance that Bill O'Brien is going to go somewhere else? And, and if Yeah, there was something about Tampa Bay with that. So Byron Leftwich could if go. If that's the case, oh. then, yeah, you gotta, yeah, you got to start making your yeah. – 
you know, your decisions about guys like that and make the announcements right away. If I can't believe they don't know who would replace and and if they are going to, in fact, make a bunch of these changes, um, then you can take your time. But I would hate for that to be the case for them to just say, oh, we got to get these guys out of here. Who do we get? Well, we'll worry about yeah. that later. No, you got to you got to worry about that four weeks ago, and I think they have been. I do, so, I just, yeah, I think I think we'll get them sooner than later, Paul. I don't Paul. know, Paul. I'm worried, though, that there's going to be – things are going to happen, but – Give me two, three all days. All of a sudden, it just gets quiet, and I think you don't hear anything. I like, think you were out of the room when somebody called about that in the pregame, and I said, I don't want it tomorrow. I want two, three days of content. I want to be able to talk <laughs> about it for a couple of days and yeah, then find out. I know what you mean. You um, I, I don't want it tomorrow just because, like, can, can, I, can, can I finish? Can, <laughs> yeah. I, can, can I just, like, kind of right. relax for a second? Right. Right. I know. Right. Off season. All right. Uh, Paul in Glasgow says, uh, is there a more useless Patriot than Bryant? He's oh. always in the v- vicinity of any bad or big play. He's not good at anything. Has Patricia been so incompetent as no offensive coach? Nelson Aguilar would be, uh, be <laughs> he, mad, he mad should, running. I, I, there was one. There was one play that Aguilar looked. The, it was. It was not a a well thrown ball. The pick to but Tredavious the, White, right? Yes. It's just you got to be able to fight through those a little bit and make it. If if nothing else, break up the interception. I just don't yeah. think he's got the strength that you need for that position anymore. You have to be really long and really athletic if you're not going to be strong on the ball, and he's he's not any of those things. No, I felt like Mac threw it to him like he had a step on him, but then Tred- Tredavious White had a step on <laughs> on Aguilar. So, I I mean, I think that's probably it for Aguilar and, anyway, but... to fi- uh, Just to finish just Paul and Glasgow's stop. email here, as Pat- Patricia Bennett is so incompetent as an offensive coach that he should be nowhere near the franchise going forward as he has ruined Jones' development... And his fragile ego took away from Unc. <laughs> now it's getting personal. That's what I. That's what I've been saying about Patricia, Paul. Nowhere near. I don't want him anywhere yeah. near the team. And you don't think that's going to happen? Throw him in the bathroom. Um, you think he's going to be around the team? In yeah, some way. I do. I think Mike had the role. Like I, I, I still think there's value in that sort of um, concierge role yeah. with. He's coached, he's coached offense now for a year. He knows that a little better, maybe. He's not a wartime consigliere. <laughs> well, we're not at wartime, thankfully. <laughs> I, I do I do wonder, though. Pops had Jenko, I got this. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I, come I, on. Mom made a little dinner. <laughs> you stay. You sit come down. On, come on. I do wonder if a, what happens with Acord and if Judge would well, slip into that That, spot. to me, is the perfect. So you bring Bill O'Brien to be the offensive coordinator. Uh, Joe Judge moves to be the special teams coordinator. And st- if you want to, like, say, listen, Cam Acord was throwing a bad lot in life and it wasn't all his fault and he's taking the blame, keep him on. Yeah, move him somewhere else. Keep him on and, and make him the assistant special teams coach or move him to a position coach. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe Nick Cayley can slide to quarterbacks or something if you can, re- was, if you can retain him. I don't know. Yeah. But I think there are things to be done that don't necessarily have to be blowing it all up. Yeah. And that's probably what they'll what's do. The they'll reshuffle getting, it a little what's bit. What's the problem with getting rid of Cam Accord? Oh, I have no problem with Is that. Is it I'm a saying, cord or a cord? I've been saying a cord the whole time. Uh, no, my, my point um, <laughs> is data? just that data? Data? I, I, I worry – I, I worry that Bill Belichick doesn't want to get rid of these guys. Like, he doesn't want to fire yeah, people. I th- well, yeah, I'm worried about that, too. Right. Me, too. <sighs> Me, three. Are we breaking now, or you want to do another call or two? Like, another call. John in Washington. Uh, State or D.C.? Which is it, John? D.C. <laughs> nice, nice. What's going on? Um, There's a couple of points I wanted to make, but I, I think the, the first thing that has really disturbed me about 
the whole season really is the lack of attention to detail. And I think it's partly coaching and it, it comes down to the penalties. It shows up on special teams, even the way that the receivers get open or run their routes, you know, instead of just doing, you know, a hard cut in on a dick route, they'll try to like juke out the, the defender and they're not, you know, giving, they're not getting open soon enough. And that's happened all season. So I, I just, I think a lot of the, I don't know why, but it seems like a lot of the little things that the Patriots used to do well and used to be praised for doing well, yeah. so the, the shoring up of technique has gone by the wayside. Um, regarding the, um, just looking forward to possible draft, I would like to see them draft a another interior um, uh, pass rusher, sort of like a Barmore type we saw. Mm. Barmore sort of um, put some pressure on Allen. I think you, if you could have two guys up there, um, that's it would interesting. Alleviate some of the uh, pressure, you know, that some of the uh, toughness that Judon and Uche and Wise are facing on the edge. So if you could just get another uh, clone Barmore and, and put him up there, um, and that's the, the thing I would look for in the draft. Deuce, you're the defense guy. You down with that? Nah, no. Nope. Respectfully, no. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I, I think Chris Barmore is good. I thought Daniel Qualley actually played pretty well tonight. I mean, I just don't think those guys are three-down players for them. I, my, I, I mean, I agree with the general sentiment of where you're trying to get. I mean, for me, I think ideally it would be an off-the-ball linebacker with some range and some speed and some instinctiveness inside to you know deal with these mobile quarterbacks. I think of everything that we saw this year, that was a consistent weakness against teams that were you know, willing to run the ball with their quarterback. There's not a lot of them, but I think when you went against them, you had trouble. Um but I just I, – I, I don't know. I'm not sure, like, schematically where they go because, again, they've thrown the kitchen stink at Josh Allen, you know, and and they still just can't really figure out a way to solve him. Okay, I don't know so if there is a way to solve about, him. But. How about just then philosophy-wise, personnel-wise, you just load up on defensive players. You get your corner. You get an interior linebacker. You get, you know, whatever – you get a middle linebacker, get an interior line, whatever it is that you want to do personnel-wise, you throw all that on the defense. Offensively, your changes come from the coaching side. Mm-hmm. Maybe a tackle. Yeah. But otherwise, don't even worry about another receiver right now, <laughs> right? And you're going to have Mac yeah. for another year anyway. You've got Ramondre. You've got Bourne. You've got Jacoby Myers. You stick with that, and you just load up personnel-wise on defense, change the offensive uh, coaching, and do it that way. No, I just uh, you can't you can't win in the NFL with defense this year. I mean, you need an offense. You need an offense well, that, that can that can that can. I that thought can I'd compete. have one. I, if anybody was going to back me up on that plan, I thought it would be Deuce. Uh, I w- because I, maybe old Deuce, the best I, defenses Deuce. against <laughs> the best offenses are still going to allow you know mid twenties. Like I, I think you could play pretty good defense against a Buffalo or a Kansas City, and you still, unless the other team has yeah. a terrible day. Okay, you scored twenty three today with a terrible offensive coaching staff. Improve the call. No, I know, and, it was, co- and we all said it was the best offensive performance they've had. <laughs> okay, so improve, since Thanksgiving, improve, and by the way, it was really only twenty because they had a pick three thrown in. Okay, but improve the, uh, the improve you know, the three. offensive coaching and load up on defense. I'm di- spitballing. Okay, I'm yeah, trying. I agree. I'm trying. I'm trying. All right. Um, thank you, Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Great memories made in Massachusetts, no matter how you choose to make them. Indoors, outdoors, scenic views, city vibes, solo, family style, whatever moves you, whatever the season, plan your perfect Massachusetts getaway at visitma.com.
TouchView Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, TouchView also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless shaving in one efficient stroke. Defending against cyber attacks requires seeing in the dark, understanding and ending every threat to your organization on computers, mobile, and the cloud. It takes cyber reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere. A million dollars for picking players? That's a lot of money, DraftKings. You know how many jokes I got to tell to make a million dollars? Probably like a half of one. Take a free shot at a million dollars with DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. TouchView Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, TouchView also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless shaving in one efficient stroke. Defending against cyber attacks requires seeing in the dark, understanding and ending every threat to your organization on computers, mobile, and the cloud. It takes cyber reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere. A million dollars for picking players? That's a lot of money, DraftKings. You know how many jokes I got to tell to make a million dollars? Probably like a half of one. Take a free shot at a million dollars with DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. So what if they lose this game? They have to play hard to try to get the number one seed. Okay. If they lose to the Bengals, what, what's the scenario for them? They need to win to get the number one seed. What if they beat the Bengals? They need to win to secure the number one so seed. either way, it's the same for them? Correct. Oh. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Had we heard from uh, Coach Bill Belichick today, we would have thanked Microsoft Surface, the official sideline technology provider and laptop of the NFL and the New England Patriots, providing players and coaches with the tools to succeed both on and off the field. Check out the powerful Surface Pro 8, combining the power of a laptop with the flexibility of a tablet at Surface.com. How about that? 
How about that? Huh? Can't beat huh? that with a bar. Okay. Um, this is from uh, Juan in Mexico. Juan. Listen, I'm not saying he played amazing or anything, mm-hmm. but if you told me the offense will drive three touchdowns by themselves, anyone who has seen the games would love to see that. <laughs> It's the good list, not the great list. <laughs> Maybe it's just I do not have that high of an expectation. P.S. Hardy, if you read this, you lost the over-under on red emails. <laughs> I changed he my He did change on. his pick. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. That's why I said overall I yeah. thought it was their best offensive yeah. performance yeah. since Thanksgiving. They did have three legitimate long touchdown drives today. And, by the way, yeah. that's I mean, I know it's kind of a fluky stat. He was 17 for 17 on those three yeah. drives. Yeah, You know, like – Basically, he didn't complete any passes on the other drives, which is the problem. But um, I, I do think that that was a incremental improvement. Like, they had two touchdown drives last week. Three. They had three this week, and they weren't aided by uh, right. field position yeah. slash turnovers and whatnot. Yep. yep. It right. was better. Three more phone calls for the Patriots postseason, and that's it. We go to Brandon in Indiana. Well, for the Patriots um, Post game, I should say, not postseason. Can I just give you a real Patriots quick one? Post game, what? <laughs> Joe Burrow, <laughs> Joe Burrow on the idea of this being a Super Bowl window. The window was my whole career. The window was always open. Oh, I love that guy. That's good. Why I not? say it. I say it no, once a week. He says something that I love. Oh. It once yeah. a week. Yeah, he's looking at Tom Brady right now. It's like, what? Why is why the is window my up? Super Bowl? Why is my window going to be closing anytime soon? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it, look, if you're going to think of yourself as one of the greats to play the game, it's like it's not closed for Brady. Right. It didn't close for Peyton until he closed it and retired. Now so he may never win one. You right. know, like a lot of really good. Oh, Dan Marino never won one. A lot of really good quarterbacks are never fortunate enough to win a title. Is that right? But. He's pretty good. Who? Dan what? Uh, Brandon in Indiana. Shut up, you <laughs> stupid head. <laughs> wow. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Hey, Brandon. So, just watching all season, I the thing that stuck with me is that there is nothing you can sit down on when, the, when you sit down to watch this game and rely on that this team is going to do well. There's nothing you can't say that this team is going to do special teams, defense, offense well from one game to the next. This game, it was special teams. The game before, I mean, so on and so forth, it, it changes every game. And there's nothing that – I mean, this team used to have an identity when Brady was here. You had the offense. When it, Brady was early, you had the defense. It, it's just so on and so forth anymore. Even the coaching, you can't barely rely on the coaching anymore because of the decisions that have been made over the last few years. And I just think drastic changes need to be made – not as far as, you know, getting rid of Belichick or nothing like that, but I think coaching changes on the offensive staff need to be made. We need to bring in new players, all this different stuff. We got to get back to where we were because the rest of the uh, division has gotten good. Yeah. You know what, Brandon? I, I think you're right uh, in that the team has been lacking some identity here for a couple few seasons. I also don't think it's all that extraordinary. I think there's a lot of teams in the league that, you know, lack a an identity, or sometimes yeah. the identity is that of just volatility, Welcome where you don't know you <laughs> you don't nine. know. You know, it's like yeah, you, know, you might put up a ton of points, you might get shut out. There's yeah. you know your your identity becomes inconsistency. It's the middle. Yeah. You're you're a middling team. That's what 500 football teams yep. are. Yeah. And some weeks it looks good. So other weeks, you know, you fix something, something else breaks. I mean, right. it was just it was whack a mole. The only thing consistent was how inconsistent it was all year sean in williamsburg what do you got for us sean hello guys once again i just want to say uh that i was actually inspired by what i saw today i mean uh 
they just go about to show like the team's not very far from contention. You know, like uh, they did a lot of things well today. I, I just think that uh, they like a few changes with the coaching and uh, um, and like. And somebody spoke about the defense, you know, about adding pressure to the defense, but there's some players that can be available on free agency, so I wouldn't really jump too hard on the uh, defense in the, in the drive. I'll still focus on offense a little bit more, like getting the right tackle, left tackle, receiver, maybe some right there, but I wouldn't focus too much on the defense side of the ball because there could be some players available just free agency. Yeah, I mean, I I think that they have a lot of holes to fill. I, I, I do. I, I think that we talked about cornerback. We talked about – you talked about linebacker. You know – the defense, to me, is still reliant um, on kind of tricking people. I, I would like to get a guy like a like one of the Bosa brothers, uh, you know, that just you know Max Crosby, a guy who's just going to win matchups more than he loses them, and be a constant uh, threat to the yeah. to the offense. And I, I think the defense is is played much better than the offense, absolutely. Um, and they have a lot of holes on offense. I yeah. I, I I think that there's a chance. You know, for as average as we think the receiving core is, there's a chance that you're going to lose most of them. And then what do you have to fall back That's on? If true. you have, if you lose Bourne, Aguilar, and Myers, and even Parker. I mean, I know that Bourne and Parker are, t- are under contract. The only one that's guaranteed to be back is Thornton. And I don't know how you guys feel, but I think Thornton is kind of still a work in progress. I think he's a work in progress. you got to re-sign Myers. you got to figure out a yeah. way to keep Jacoby Myers. So, and, and when you start to do those things, I, I, I don't disagree. But when you start to do those things, it prevents you from improving your team. So yeah. that's that. Those are the the, the yeah. situations that Bill and, and his staff have to figure out. Uh, Dan in Virginia says thanks for another great uh, season on the pre and post. Um, with the way this season went, it was often that we needed to lie on the couch of doctors Hardy Perillo and do so after <laughs> a game. Hat tips all around. Thank yeah, you, this does feel like therapy some weeks. I would I would say a lot of weeks it felt like therapy in these post game shows. It always just feels like fun to me. Oh, yeah. is that what it you feels guys like? are great? Oh. You're fun. I had a blast. Well, Thanks again. Let's give Let's give Dave in North Carolina the final phone call. Dave, what do you got for us? I got Joe Judge. Got to go. <laughs> he was a great special teams coach for us back in the day, and it was obvious that the special teams needed more help. I'm sure he did something to try to help them out because he was also a consultant, right? But uh, I'm sorry. Um, I, don't, I don't think he uh, provided that much boom uh, for the team. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's the quarterback's coach. Like, oh. I don't know. Yeah. I have, a hard, I have a hard time killing him for the special teams performance when he was the quarterback's coach. Okay. That's fair. Um, Ooh, onside kick for the Giants to open the second half. Oh, there's oh, Red Zone Paul. Renata with, fi- with the wow. final The band e- is on the field. <laughs> final email of the final postgame show. Wasn't a great season, but you guys delivered every week. Hopefully the Patriots will follow your lead and do the same. Uh, please come back for 23-24. So long, guys. Until next year, that's from Renata. So there we go. Thank you, Renata. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. What a fun fun Everybody, thank you, Tamara. Thank you, everybody does the pre and post. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Um, That's it. We're all done. They're playing our music. The band is playing the song. It's time to go. I'm going to give Paul the ultimate gift here as we sign off. As we sign off the Patriots postgame show presented by Cyber Reason for the final time this year and the Patriots finished their season with a record of 8-9. and nine. The final score for the final time. 
Bills 35. Wow. Patriots 23. I did it the correct way for you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And uh, thanks for another great season. And I'm going to make sure that you come back. Well, thank you. Did it. Wow. Thank you. No, no, that you come back. It's not a question of whether or not the brass wants you back. (laughs) I make those those decisions. Oh, oh. I concur. <laughs> but I want you back. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. I want you, want you back. Love to be here. Thank you. Nice, dude. Same time. Uh, thank you again for listening and watching. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.